Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. We're on the outskirts of Henman Hill experiencing goth mania, which has just taken a new level for the 15-year-old Coco Goff, who has just won from match points down against Polona Herzog to reach the fourth round of Wimbledon. What an extraordinary story. She's 15 years of age, and we have spent the last hour chatting about what we were all doing when we were 15 and uh, as far as I'm concerned it wasn't pretty. Uh, Catherine Whittaker's back. Hello Catherine. What Hello. were you doing at 15? I was the absolute worst version of myself at 15. Oh, yeah. 14 slash 15 were not the peak Whittaker years. Okay. What did they involve? Just being a big loser for one thing. Oh. Um, but definitely not going out into centre court and winning tennis matches. Uh, just to, to be... I mean, I feel like anything we're going to say about her is already a cliche and already hackneyed before we've even said it, even though she won about four minutes ago right behind us. It's sort of already a cliche. That is the extent to which this mania has taken hold. As you were doing the intro there, I was slightly distracted by trying to think of names for a hill beginning with either C or G. (laughs) Okay. Uh, If you could leave me with that for a, a few moments yeah. Matt take it away uh, what were you doing when you were 15 about three weeks ago <laughs> I mean probably looking at tennis stats to be honest <laughs> <laughs> preparing um, for this very moment yeah that, I mean, that was unreal wasn't it we, we just came up here to the hill and there were people literally standing on tables so they could catch a you were standing of, on a I table I was standing on a table we can't ca- all be six foot seven. I've to, got that photo. To catch a sort of obstructive view of the screen, just to catch a glimpse of what feels like such a huge moment. And what's interesting, I mean, there are thousands of people on that hill still right now who are just chatting about what they've just witnessed. And Catherine and I went over while you were setting up the equipment here on this picnic table, and Catherine and I went over and just had a little look at the screen and, and also soaked up that reaction because, you know, these people, the players can't hear them right but they're cheering and shouting come on and uh, and applauding and when she won that match it was like being inside center court is how i would imagine it because every single person on henman hill in unison cheered and screamed and shouted and 
lapped up the moment and yet they're just watching a big screen but that is that's the atmosphere of Wimbledon and it's also the impact that this young 15 year old has had I mean what nerve she had to stay in it and it yeah it's amazing how she is her story is translating to the people because well as just discussed there is nothing relatable about her at all I mean nothing about watching Coco Goff reminds me of my experience of being a 15 year old she's she's sort of already superhuman um and look i I, i'm not gonna say the sort of slightly grumpy things that i could say about the story i I do have sort of slight reservations about the whole fairy tale story about the fact that she's been groomed for for this from such a young age i mean she looks like she's enjoying it but what if what if she didn't would she be able to not do this but anyway we shouldn't well now's perhaps not the moment to Sloane Stevens did say that in her press conference yesterday I think it was she said she's a kid like yeah she needs to still be a be kid. kid and I'm hearing an awful lot of discussion about how ridiculous the um age elig- eligibility rules suddenly are I mean Roger Federer's weighed in on them hasn't he did which he? I've what did he say he, he said he thinks they're silly. Laura Robson was saying on air with us today that she thinks they're, they're ridiculous. That, that How could you deny this young woman with this sort of potential from playing tennis when she wants to play tennis? For the sake of her life. For the sake of the 40, 50 years of her life that she has after she stops playing tennis, maybe more. For the sake of perhaps her tennis career, there are enough... Cautionary, cautionary tales. tales there are enough of them there, there is a reason that those rules were, were brought in and, and well, I, I, I still believe in them uh, you, you know better safe than sorry really uh, is what I would say but as for this as a moment it's it's quite something it really is quite something it has captured the imagination and she is rising to it she seems to be lapping it up I have to say she was helped out by Polona Herzog big time because Herzog played a beautiful match, slicing and dicing, until such a point as she was on the brink of victory and she folded. Yeah, she did. Yeah, Goff looked down and out and two things needed to happen for her to get back into it. She needed to trend upwards and she needed Herzog to trend downwards a little bit and those two things did happen. Uh, But Goff... Goff saved a match point with a sliced backhand onto the line winner. I mean, if that isn't an indication of someone who has something so special, what is? Um, and what a different match this was today to all the other ones. She's, she's proven that she can win in different ways. I mean, mm. she had it kind of... She was, she was in front the whole time in her previous two matches. Now she's having to fight back. She's, she's so composed, whether she's in the lead or behind... Just the experience of watching her play is just phenomenal. And coping with a centre court billing, the prime time centre court billing, and not because of who her opponent was, or not even in part due to who, who her opponent was. She was the draw. Mm. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's 30 years since I was 15. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely remember it. But I, I know that involved, yeah. I mean, the, the only sport I did was... Uh, was maybe running to the bus stop if uh, if I was a bit late and uh, and then when I got there you know having a, trying to run to the alleyway for a quick smoke before um, school and then if I could be bothered go and buy a wrestling magazine I think that's probably more <laughs> relatable content wrestling aside mm. yeah wrestling that's, that's, I was into that it's you and Roger Federer both that's where I got my hype love from <laughs> um, 
<laughs> David Law, hype man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, well done Coco Goff, who now faces Simona Halep, who I actually got to interview on BBC Five Live earlier today. And um, it was one of those where I was told, could you come quickly interview uh, Simona Halep, please, because we've got nobody else to do it. I'm thinking, well, Charming. Th- thanks yeah. for the compliment there. Uh, so off I ran. And, I, well, I sort of didn't run because I'm not really a runner. I just not sort of, since you no were 15. 15. Yeah. No, I just sort of lolloped. And I got there. And I, little did I know, she was already sitting in the chair when I got there, uh, waiting for me. <laughs> so otherwise, I might have shown a bit more urgency. Uh, and I got in there and she was... There are some that probably wouldn't have waited. No, oh, she was absolutely and there are And there are more who would have told you how annoyed they were at having to wait yeah. once you got there. I arrived and she looked at me and everybody's staring at me. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I mean, it's not my fault, what a I should pass say. That is. Not my fault <laughs> Can you go? and be late for a former world number one <laughs> yeah. please who's sitting there and I said I'm so sorry Simona and she said oh it's fine don't worry and then oh. somebody said to me you know, you must be really quick you've only got two questions anyway then we closed the door on that person and uh, we <laughs> carried on and uh, and Simona was delightful and she and, and actually she said she has a, a little twinkle in her eye when she talks about her form and her hope she doesn't just sort of batter down lines of questioning she said you know I, I really would like to win another grand slam you know and i said well do you think if you play as well as you can that you could and and you could tell that she does think that that is in her i mean <clears throat> excuse me she she beat uh, victoria azarenka today in a match that we really weren't expecting to be one-sided and it was um i th- i mean i i didn't see it i would assume that she was helped a little bit along the way by azarenka today Az- azarenka hit 33 unforced errors in 66 minutes which wow. which is not a good surprise by that it was a it was a bizarre Total. match because actually Azarenka was leading with the break in the first set and it looked all sort of set up and then suddenly she just disappeared Halep Halep just was only having to get the ball in and I, I feel like we have seen that a little bit with Azarenka this year I think this was an alarming performance but we have seen Azarenka play really well and we've been expecting a big result from mm. her. And then she's not mm. quite been able to deliver it. I think she, I mean, just at the French Open the other week, she played she played well against Osaka, but she couldn't quite finish her off. And I think a lot of people were, us, you know, all of us were thinking that she would, might beat Halep today, but she never, she has never found the consistency of, of her top level. And that seems to be her issue this year in the big matches. I think I'm... One for five in my predictions this week. Yeah, or one for four. How do you say it? One out of five. One for four. It's pretty tough, though. Like we were saying um, last it's night, we, we we go for the spectacular because that's the premise of the predictions. We are the Nick Kyrgios of predictions. <laughs> Minor in flames, raised to the ground. Yeah. My my predictions. I didn't get mine right. I'm today trying to either. hedge now. I'm trying to hedge my pre-tournament long-term predictions with my daily predictions. Are your long-term ones doing right? No, it's all. <laughs> it's all the, going and yet suddenly, wrong. Uh, and so it's, everything's yeah, wrong. Uh, it's it's all wrong. Okay. I so did. I've Halep in my final. She's. She's my golden egg. Okay, well, if that's all whetted your appetite, <laughs> sign up to our newsletter because we're doing daily predictions, one match per day, and Matt's got his finger in the air because he's about to show off. There was one correct prediction today. There we go. <laughs> go on. There almost was. It wasn't looking good when Zhang, Zhang Shui was four love down to Wozniacki and, in my, in my words, could not get the ball in the court. <laughs> we were getting feverish messages, Catherine and I, at this point. But... She turned it around and she knocked out Caroline Wozniacki on Woz- court two. And Wozniacki 
does not like Court 2. She said in her press conference, we're not friends. And I thought, oh, OK, I'm going to look up her record on Court 2. She's gone out on that court five times at really? Wimbledon. She was having a right old whinge I mean, about Hawkeye as well. She, was. she does get scheduled on it a lot, mm. to, just in slight mitigation. She's Too sort much. of, at Wimbledon, she's... She's that kind of tier. She's considered that kind of tier, isn't she? Um, but, but yeah, she's not... She, she 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 elicited a, a statement from Wimbledon about the Hawkeye technology. Such was her displeasure with what went on out there. And the umpire seems to be agreeing with her that he that he thought Hawkeye was a bit dodgy as well. I, I don't know whether <laughs> has Hawkeye ever been turned off because they think it's wrong. Maybe. Well, they used to do a that li- with Cyclops, that machine that oh, used to beep when it was looking at the uh, the one line. You know, you'd get players going down on their hands and knees to have a look at it, and uh, and then can we turn this off? Uh, <laughs> maybe the sprinkler landed on Hawkeye because during a match today <laughs> this, this, the courtside sprinkler went off and absolutely Which I know drenched that people. sounds like a sort of gentle, happy midsummer, you know, shower no, it was it was a near decapitation. It was like it was one, like one of those hoses that they use on hooligans at the Euro yeah, yeah. Championships. It was a water cannon. They were yeah. aim, aiming it at Ken Skupski. <laughs> <laughs> Not that he's a hooligan in any way, shape, or form. However, he did take the full brunt um, of the courtside spring. Just again to be um, dull and grumpy for a second. I do. It does slightly highlight the fact that. I don't think it's talked about enough that Hawkeye does have a two millimetre mm. margin for error. And it I, is not perfect. I'm, okay, just, I'm just, okay with that. I still think it's a valid use of technology. It is just taken for granted I that just, it is right, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because I, 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 I sort of instinctively, and I think human beings generally, instinctively it feels more okay to have a knowable margin for error within machinery than a variable margin for error mm. um, variable human margin for error I'm okay with it having a a margin for error I just think that pretending it's perfect when we know that it's not doesn't help anyone Mm. so anyway well done Matt with your prediction well and she now plays Yastremska oh look at his line line's (laughs) lighting up here we go for a place in the quarterfinals why is she relevant well firstly She's very good. She is very good. Oh, no, I understand that bit, but why are you so thrilled? Well, because about I it? picked her to reach the Roland Garros quarterfinals. Right. She's one. And she crashed it, out in the first round. It's amazing. I mean, my my most. I mean, I don't have a, a bunch of Yastremska memories in my memory bank, but the most significant one for me is her crying after her loss to Serena Williams at the Australian Open. And boy, has she. Yeah. Serena. She obviously got back to the hotel last night and thought. I don't want this happening again. Serena, whose swings she used to copy while she was watching her play. And oh, really? She used to sort of pl- play the points along with her, watching on TV. Um, but what, it, what a lovely image that is. But I what used it, to do that as well. But what didn't, it does mean is that... Didn't work out so well. <laughs> <laughs> did. I, le- I, I learned to play tennis by imitating the Williams sisters, I think. Did you? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. My dad always said, you're, you're a good imitator I used to sh- not necessarily a good tennis player <laughs> I did used to shadow how do you do it shadow stroke um, Pete Sampras's game yeah. during finals against Andre Agassi yeah um, I mean but during the match <laughs> why am I telling this story? during the match yeah. you'd be like dancing around your yeah. living room well, yeah. that is the Didn't tennis you? nerd's equivalent of air guitar isn't yeah, it I, I suppose you those... weren't as tall then you weren't taking no, out I taking was. out lampshades right? <laughs> I, I was 22 <laughs> <laughs> and I was wearing the denim shorts of the 1995 US Open final anyway enough of that moving on but, were you um, really but, I can't tell if this is a joke 
No, but I don't do jokes. Did Zang, they make them in that size? Zhang playing your strength Are they hot pants? <laughs> means that the streak of unseeded players in the quarterfinals of a slam goes on. 22 slams in a row where there's been a woman in unseeded player in the quarterfinals. And you have and that it was that statistic that, that prompted your Kuzmova prediction yeah. at the Australian Open and prompted your who was it at the French? Yastremska. Yastremska. Yeah. I don't think enough is said about that prediction. That is that is th- th- not prediction. <laughs> that stat. That, Ooh, that stat reveals a lot about what happens in these slams? You know, twenty-two in a row, an unseeded player. Mm. It just shows that at least one unseeded player. Yeah, yeah, that there's opportunity and that seeds can go out, and there's excitement, and it, it, it's a really revealing stat, I think. But I seem to be the only one flogging it at the moment, so I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> uh, see, Matt does his. He, he sort of dances to the beat of his own drum. I, I met his parents earlier on today, and uh, we were stopped by Britta, who wanted to have her photo taken with uh, the tennis podcast's Matt Roberts. Yeah. Wonderful moment. You Very nice. celebrity door stopped while, while you were with your parents. parents. Yeah. So cool. That is amazing. And I didn't arrange it. I wish it. I hadn't thought of it. What did they think? They just burst out laughing. <laughs> Very funny. Well, h- hello, Britta, if you're listening. And hello, Ingrid, who I met yesterday. Uh, yeah, it's all right. You can say hello to us. So, you know, we're, we're not scary. Um, and, uh, yeah, tell your friends, by the way, about the tennis podcast. Because we, we love it when people sell, tell their friends and we get lots more listeners. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering tennis podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. Talking of seeds who went out today, Kevin Anderson, fourth seed, beaten straight sets by the man who beats the runner-up of Wimbledon every year. Uh, Guido Pella. He beat uh, Marin Cilic last year in the second round and he's beaten Kevin Anderson in the third round today. 
And his next opponent, Milos Raonic, 2016 finalist. Oh, don't tell Milos that. Skip preparation for playing Raonic, isn't it? Beating Anderson. I can't hear the words Guido Pella without hearing them spat out by Nick Kyrgios. Circa (laughs) Madrid 2016, I think it was. We're not that talking about I, Nick Kyrgios That is how today. I hear those. I think he's still on court playing mixed doubles. No, he lost. Oh. Okay. So that's his Wimbledon over. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But Anderson was not good today. My, no. My dad watched that and he said, I, he said my only explanation for Anderson's performance is that perhaps he was practising on a bigger court because he kept hitting it so far out. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Did he look injured? Did, did, were there any remnants he of looked, the elbow injury? He, he looked very, very rusty, which was... Mm. I thought maybe he'd shaken off that rust with his first two matches where he didn't even lose serve. And, but it, it all sort of came out today, all the sort of lack of matches that he's had. I think I must have some sort of spatial awareness issue in, in tennis because, I mean, the, the court seems... as well. Yeah, it seems massive to me, <laughs> and it doesn't go in very often. Um, OK, Kevin Anderson's out. Guido Pella's through... Uh, Karolina Pliska is through after pulling her hair out for a third time against Shea Suwei in her matches between the she two. She said afterwards, she was asked about her next opponent, who I can't quite off the top of my head remember who it is, but she said it can't possibly be as bad as today. <laughs> I do love how blunt <laughs> yeah. she is. Fantastic. Yeah, Karolina Mukova? Mukova. Yes, who beat somebody at the US Open last year. And she beat Annette... Well, yeah, she probably did if she went around or two. Annette Kontovate she beat but she, I mean, she really was unheard of at the US Open last year. She uh, she beat Muguruza at the US Open oh, last yes, year. Oh, yes, you are right. And it was a... Yeah. And, and she, she does have a lot of variety. I mean, not Shea levels of craziness. But, but she can also belt it, mm. I think. I think she can do, do a bit of both. But I, I think that's a really big test passed for Pliskova because Shea is clearly in her head. We saw, you know, we saw those comments that she made about her the other day. And I think when you play Shea, she plants so many doubts in your mind. You have to overcome so much sort of self-questioning about your own game and she just tests you in ways that other players don't. And we saw what happened with Naomi Osaka in Australia when she passed the Shea test. She then flew for the rest of the tournament, and that felt big for Pliskova today. Novak Djokovic uh, won today, and I was on that court, and it wasn't without a bit of a fright. For uh, it wasn't a fright really. I mean, it was. He was. He lost a set, second set on a tiebreak to um, Boris Becker. Such was Hercatch is flying all over the court with his diving volleys. Hubert Hercatch. Is, is there really been nobody since Boris Becker that's had a taste for doing? Can we not update that yeah. reference? Yeah, but it well, could be sit to pass. I think. Look, I he's into that kind that, of thing. I'm afraid I, I, I did go straight to Boris Becker in my well, yeah, commentary no, description. Everybody did because there is no more up to date reference. Point it is the most iconic of it. I mean, so I do hesitate sometimes with with my references to think well don't go back too far because you know you're completely alienating people that have only been alive 20 years or something um but that is the one that immediately sprung to mind i must say i don't think any and none of the commentary <laughs> that i've been hearing has been worrying about it sort of stretching too back and john McEnroe's talking about the 70s mm-hmm. sort of permanently but you said Djokovic's level was okay. Yeah, today, and no, actually, it was. It, it, I, I'm being quite generous for the first two sets. He he was just he was just getting through it. Mm. And uh, Hercatch has a sort of Andy Murray type game um, 
Uh, I kind of it's the first time I've seen him live in the flesh, and I sort of was expecting to, him to be more explosive. And then you start to realise actually he do, he wants to work the rallies, and he ended up winning the second set by not really getting hold of a forehand return, which brought Djokovic in, and then he came up with a beautiful backhand pass to win the set. Her catch, set a third set. <laughs> it was just that classic thing where this player has reached the peak of this mountain by winning a set against Novak Djokovic and completely having nothing left for the rest of the match um, and Djokovic also did just steeled himself and started to find his timing I wonder whether actually that is the match that will bring out the real Novak Djokovic yeah I thought actually Djokovic should have been in more trouble than he actually was because he 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 was looking irritated. He didn't have his timing, mm. and and it, and I and at the start I was thinking, okay, but he'll get through it. But then Hercatch raised his level to such an extent that he couldn't get away with being as subpar as he was anymore. Djokovic and the climax of that second set was just absolutely glorious. But it was experience, wasn't it? it? Was Djokovic knew that a guy that's never been in this position before is going to have a mental letdown yeah. after winning a set like that and it only took him upping his level one notch mm. to just slam the door in Hercatch's face sort of all of his little hopes crushed <laughs> and shattered across court number one it was it was a real um, victory for experience I thought today because tennis wise he he was in trouble today but how good does his tennis need to be to well, reach the final the the highest ranked player left in Djokovic's half of the tour is Raonic, number 17, and Djokovic has a 9-0 and head-to-head record against Raonic. And the match that we were expecting him to play in the next round ain't going to happen. Felix Auger-Aliassim is serving to stay in the match. Uh, two sets to love down, 5-3 down against Hugo Umber as we come to you. Now, Umber may give him a good match, but I would have expected Auger-Aliassim at, at full throttle in that fourth round might have been a really tasty match and we're not going to get to see that. I think it's fair to say that this hasn't been the the tournament for the men's next gen, has it? It's it's, it's not been about the hashtag next gen. No, not at all. In fact, can we just shift that tag to the WTA because they're they're doing way better. Yeah, what you seen that? He's missed a few opportunities this year. I mean, there's there's absolutely no reason really to criticise Australia's team this year. But when he's when he's had a chance, he's not taken it yet. He's obviously it's lost. Surprising this. He's lost it? the yeah. three finals. Though he had the okay, the loss against Lopez at Queens doesn't seem that bad, given that Lopez went on to win the tournament. But that was a chance. And now here to get into the second week of Wimbledon against a fellow yeah. player. Yeah, this isn't youth versus experience. experience. Yeah, this is somebody he should be beating even I at this young so. age he should be beating Ugo mm. and Bear Ugo and Bear was out playing doubles last night until about 10pm mm. in fact he was Marius Coppel his partner they lost to, to Murray and Herbert. Um Marius Coppel was getting trying to conceal his ir- irritation with Ugo and Bear <laughs> because he was letting the side down you were, you were mentioning uh, Matt Milos Raonic potential is it semi-final yeah a semi-final opponent of Djokovic and in Raonic's quarter he has he's beaten Riley Opelka today who I don't know I didn't really understand Opelka's performance I think Matt you told me that you, th- you think he was injured yeah. and, and actually it 
looking back on it I mean he hit 10 aces in four games at the start of the match and then he only hit three more in the next two and a half sets so that does suggest there was a physical problem he lost in straight sets to Raonic and Raonic has got Bautista a good in that section he's got who else where's uh, the Benoit Pair. Benoit Pair yeah. and Guido Payer so it's, Pella, yeah. it's those four Raonic, Payer, Bautista, Agu, Payer one of them will be in the semi-finals wow which is surprising and I think that was the section of the draw that people thought could open up. I think that was Anderson and Zverev's quarter, and it's and it has it's it's just burst. And so Raonic against Pella is next, uh, and then it's Bautista good against Pear. Just hold that thought for a second, David. Matt is saying Pear. No, it's Pella. Definitely. Uh, well, I thought this, but Matt yeah. is our resident Guido Spanish speak- speaker. Double L is a no, no, no. But it, apparently, he's from some region where it's actually okay. it's all. You have okay. to double down on I it will. and go Pella. But a- you are Asia. making me question it. Okay. I'm pumped at this point <laughs> at getting this right, hopefully. Uh, Fernando Vadasco did win through in straight sets, which will probably sting Kyle Edmund even more. David Goffan, 7-5 in the fifth against Daniel Medvedev. Tell you Daniel what, that's Medvedev, a win. who's a lovely bloke off the court, but <laughs> my goodness, what happens to him when he gets on the court? Tell us about it, Matt. Well, he started attacking the back of the court with his racket, the sort of backboard he just he just lost it he lost it with the umpire he said he he said um i'm not swearing i'm saying it's bullseye bullseye rather than something else something else <laughs> which is quite inventive and creative in the heat of the moment can they the disprove that no um, so admissible in court wow very clever but was he asked about it in press I've, did you swear I've, in russian i've did not he go, uh, i've not, not seen whether false. he's been in <laughs> But uh, everything that you like to see from David Goffin was there today. The foot speed, the change of direction with the shots. Yeah, this has come from bit of, nowhere. Bit of fight. I mean, for, for Goffin. Yeah, he found form in Haller. Yeah, he got to the semi-final, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this, that's a really good win over Medvedev because Medvedev is he's tough. You have to beat him. My dad said he would have David Goffin as a member of his sailing crew. Yes, this has become a thing for the last <laughs> couple of days. Uh, Catherine's dad has a boat. No, he, do- he doesn't even have a boat. All right, well, he likes to sail. In his sail. dreams, he has a boat. He likes to sail, and we, we had a discussion yesterday about characters We'd, in tennis We're who... not talking about, you know, sh- champagne-clinking, cushy, you know, millionaire sailing. We're talking about rugged, cross-the-Pacific sailing, just On to clarify. On your own, with one person. Or oh, no, like a, crew, a crew, a crew of people, crucially a crew. And and your dad has distilled his my verdict. Da- our our Whitaker WhatsApp chat is now exclusively my, my dad determining whether or not he would be prepared to go sailing, whether he'd prepare, be prepared to have a certain tennis player in his crew or not. Right, so we've got... So, you, so when it comes to form and potential, you're either in the mix or you're not. Yeah, and it's my when, dad's version of the mix. When it comes down <laughs> to uh, personality types, uh, it's, it's about whether you're on the boat or not. So who's on the boat? Right then. I mean, we... <laughs> To try and to try and distill, my dad was sort of unprepared to specifically describe the criteria. It's it's, it's an un, unmentionable. It's just a sort of feel. It's a gut feel yeah. criteria. Because I was trying to get this out type of situation. Him you, wasn't I? He he said you should be able to divine from the players who do and don't get to come aboard what the criteria are. <laughs> who's who's on at the he moment? He said, for example, Djokovic, no, Murray, yes. 
Lopez, yes. Federer, yes, if he provides the boat. Vavrinka, definitely. <laughs> Interesting. So um, I, I still don't understand the criteria based on that group of Yeah, players. and then he threw in a curveball and he said Henman, yes. Although later retracted that slightly and said Henman was borderline. Kyrgios, I know we're not supposed to be talking about him, but he said on Kyrgios... Uh, yes, he said, I wavered a little before including... No, sorry, that was Henman. Uh, on... <laughs> sorry, Tim. Wavered, mate. <laughs> I said, would you have Kyrgios? And this was mid, mid-Kyrgios Nadal. Yeah, I mean, what a blow that will be to Tim's ego. Kyrgios was um, on and off the boat about 28 times, folks. He said, good question. I think not, but if he pleaded with me, I might give him a try. And I, I thought that was a good answer. Might because, give him a sort of one-harbour you're saying trip. you're saying if you're... Nick, if you're prepared to admit how much you want to be in my crew, then you're allowed to be. In, you're therefore crew worthy. Right. My brother said he'd probably eat all the fresh fruit on for, on the first day and sleep through his watch, but you'd probably forgive him. <laughs> but yeah, Goffin made the cut today. He said Ash Barty as well, very much oh, in the crew. I mean, Ash Barty's on first in the queue, isn't she? I'd say so. I suspect Pliskova would probably make the cut, although really? I haven't checked. She's quite gnarly, Pliskova. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. still under, misunderstanding no, the criteria. Do no I, nonsense. I, I She's definitely blunt, Pliskova. No was, nonsense. She was asked today whether she looks out for the other Czech players. She said, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, surely, surely you don't get on the boat if you don't look out for your mates. Oh, that's a good point. Apparently there are no conversation-based criteria. He's not interested in chat. Right. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I don't think I'm getting on this boat somehow. Uh, right. But yeah, uh, so Goffin makes the cut, which I found unexpected. The tennis podcast boat, folks. Uh, it's like the mix, but nautical. Yes. <laughs> and uh, actually, somebody sent in a, a mix-based contribution yesterday and suggested that really what it should be is not about whether you're, you're capable of winning the title or whether you th- somebody thinks you're go- you could win the title. It's, it's about whether you could make the semi-finals. I found that very interesting. Uh, why are people telling us what the mix well, is? No, I disagree the mix, with that. The mix is they're yep. in the mix if you're not surprised if they win the title. Yeah. Well, that's if you're in the semi finals, you surely you're no, not surprised. No, no, no. Oh, that's got him thinking. I think I mean, pro- <laughs> should we call it a day there? This is a redund- <laughs> it's a redundant chat, is what Matt it is. Matt needs to have a night's sleep on that. Uh, the the uh, von Drusseva reached the semi-finals of the French Open. She reached the final. I mean, she was she in the mix at the start of the tournament. I don't know. Um, right, order of play for tomorrow. <laughs> Let's have a look. What we got? Um, it all starts. There's loads of stuff on tomorrow, isn't there? Because including Serena Williams and Andy Murray, who were supposed to play today and didn't, got cancelled. Yeah, due to the late running of uh, got, I think the plan was to pop it on mm. centre after Coco and Golf also and Plano because Hertzog. Serena's been scheduled at yeah. one tomorrow, so she couldn't have gone late. Yeah. Get the appetizer today. out of the way, Serena, and then exactly, back out you yeah. come. And Andy Murray's not before two in men's doubles with with Pierre Gobert on court two, mm, which yeah. is a surprise. But they have got scheduling issues tomorrow. Jamie Murray, incidentally, while we're on doubles, lost today yeah. alongside uh, Neil Skubski. Five setter. Um, so tomorrow, Ash Barty starts on centre court against Harriet Dart at one o'clock. Joe Wilfred Songer against Rafael Nadal. God, I hope Songer brings him yeah, and too. we have a cracker. I think he's going to have a bit of defiance in him because he's really peeved about the the Tomic um, fine. Isn't I do he? quite he like the fact that, that he's peeved. Yeah. Do you, do you think? What do you? What's I your would view be peeved if I was Songer. What do you think about the fine? 
because I mean Ben Rothenberg has made a very strong case yeah. about the fact that he's he's won a number of games in that match Tomic and he has this certain style this body language and and he's just got absolutely hammered to the point of yeah. losing money. I don't agree with Ben that you should you should never find somebody for their efforts during a match. I do think that that is a valid course of action and a valid safety net for for certain abuses of 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 sportsmanship that that could happen but i don't quite feel great about the finding of tomic yeah he he it was all the it was all the worst of bernard tomic he didn't cover himself in any glory at all there was nothing to be proud of out there but you know losing a set 6-4 and being fined for not having given your best effort throughout I don't know about that, and I do think it is disrespectful to, to Joe Wilfred Songa. Mm. I, if I were him, I would be mighty peeved. I was pleased that he spoke up. Anyway. Yeah, and and I do think finding all the prize money is yeah. is a bit extreme. I mean, you you have to put in effort to actually be in a Grand Slam in the first place. And then everyone piles in and says he should have to pay back the hospital, you know, the money for his food and. And accommodation and everything and, and it suddenly does just feel like oh and big pile on yeah. and there's this case at the moment which is under review from the French Open with is it Anna Tatashvili yes who was um, who the same thing happened to she's she'd been fined her prize money for a lack of effort in a in a 6-love six 6-1 six defeat to Sakari but in that 6-love six 6-1 six defeat she won 31 points which you know is a, a Quite a lot in mm. it, given given the score lines, which I think I, I think it's I agree I think it's a bit of a slippery slope if you're judging it on sort of scores yeah. and just a feel for a player. I think I I, I think it's I think it's complex. Mm. Mm. So anyway, Songer against Nadal, second on, then Luca Pui against Roger Federer on court one. Serena Williams against Yulia Gergas, which I think was a semi-final last year, wasn't it? Uh, third round this time. Sloane Stevens against Johanna Conta is for me probably the match of the day. Mm. Um, I, is that on court one? Yeah, mm. court one, second on, Crikey. and then uh, oh. Dan Evans against Joao Sosa is after that. Uh, so that's going to be very interesting. Uh, we have Petra Kvitova against Magda Lynette. After that, uh, we have Andy Murray and in the doubles, as you said, on court two, second on, not before one o'clock. Um, Kiki Burton's who escaped against Taylor Townsend is against Barbara Stritzova. Kanish Gori opens court three at 11 o'clock. Alison Risk, Belinda Bencic. That's, a, that's one to watch. That's a good match mm. on yeah. court 12. So there's loads of stuff going on tomorrow. We'll be doing our predictions, uh, our daily prediction each in our newsletter, which uh, you can sign up to. We'll be putting uh, the link on social media if you haven't already signed up. If, if you've been signed up for ages and you're just not getting any, check your junk folder and stop laughing I think right law of averages you, sh- you should get 50 50 yeah check your check your junk folder. why can't they call it something else other than junk folder it makes me feel really bad <laughs> that we're talking about our newsletter going in there I've anyway got to get one tomorrow uh, at tennis podcast on twitter follow us on there and on instagram we're on all these things uh tell all your friends about the, the tennis podcast just you know don't care who it is just just tell them they might like it um have a think about who you want on your tennis podcast boat from the world of tennis because that's vital uh so that we know who's going to be going sailing with uh, dad Whitaker and Catherine and matt and me we will be back with another one of these tomorrow see you then planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.